to episode 15 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry from the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for over 30 years now, and I simply love pointing them to Jesus. Hey, and I'm Jennifer Fletcher, and I worked vocationally in student ministry for a long time and have stepped back to be home with my kids and to get to volunteer. And so I love that you're joining us for this podcast. I feel you volunteering with students. It's some work. So let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact you, I mean, you got a girls group that you're just passionate about. Like, oh, I love they're, that. uh, they're seniors. The Chris, I'm going to, y'all, y'all send me How some many years have you been with them now? Uh, well, it's fun. Actually, I was their girls minister when they were middle schoolers. And then right. I've been with them as a volunteer for four years now. So yes, I'm not ready for them so to great. leave me. Yeah, no it's doubt great. about it. Well, hey, friends, before we jump into today's episode, be sure that you're hitting subscribe to the podcast on whatever plot uh, plot pro, pro, podcast. Uh, we're just going to keep going here. Uh, podcast platform you use. Uh, and we would love it if you would leave a review, except for that little flub I just made. Um, yeah, but if you could just leave a review, it really does help uh, get the word out uh, when it comes to just algorithms and all that type of stuff. So uh, leave a review. That would be super great. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. And Chris, today we've got Billy Crystal. He's from Burning Bush Baptist in Ringgold. Billy, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. I'm glad to be back with you guys. I I tell you, I'm starting to hear more and more buzz about this podcast. People sending emails and and talking about it. This is a lot of fun. Billy, I got a question for you. Where were you last week whenever I found a dead possum in my yard and I needed somebody that understands <laughs> hey, that guy. kind of stuff? What, whatever you need. Like, Ringgold, I was thinking Georgia I need somebody from Ringgold, Georgia to help me with this thing. <laughs> yeah, Chris. I'm not going to give any more details about what all went down, but it was not fun. That's pretty common. Uh, skunk season's coming, so that'll be a that'll be a big thing up here. <laughs> Is that a thing? Skunk, skunk season? Oh, that's a thing on Burning Bush Road. Skunk season. I, I'm as serious as I can be. No it's a way. thing. Boo. That's Where are you going to go now? <laughs> I don't know. Stinky well, friends, that's why you come season. to the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers right there for that type of information. So, uh, well, Billy, with that great introduction to skunk season, can you also take a moment and introduce what we're talking about today? Hey, listen, today we're going to talk about how to get that kid that never talks to speak up. You know, with with yeah. the, the current generation, Generation Z, you know, we've got not only the quiet kids, but we have a complete culture of students that they just don't know how to communicate. They're so wrapped up in their computer or in their, in their social media that they've forgotten the simple art of communication. And we're starting to see that translate into our small groups. And hopefully today we can help you make sense of all of that. Yeah, I think this is a great topic for us to talk about because, I, you know, last week we had this conversation on how to get that kid that talks too much to be quiet, right? But now we're just acknowledging that realistically, man, we've all had moments in our Sunday school class or our small group settings, whatever that looks like, where we're trying to lead discussion. We're just not wanting to talk, 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 talk or whatever uh, and get kids and, and we just get crickets back. So we just thought we would kind of step into this thing and really talk through some ideas on you know, how, how we can make this better. Jennifer, do you think this is different for guys and girls? No, I think this is also validating. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, do my kids just not like me? Do they think that I'm crazy to know? Like everyone has kids that don't talk and it doesn't matter how long you've been in student ministry or not. We all encounter those kids. I think that this goes with guys and girls, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with their peers. Are they comfortable with their peers? And then just their personalities. Sometimes they just don't want to talk. 
Yeah, it's good. Well, hey, we've got five ideas on how to get that kid that never talks to speak up or that group of kids to speak up. And uh, really what we've got is five tips. And the last one, we get real practical with a few ideas we think you could implement like even this Sunday, you know, or this whenever you meet again with your students. So, well, hey, let's jump into this thing. Uh, The first one is simply this. Remember, the goal is not to change an introvert into an extrovert, uh, but to create an environment where they will speak up. You know, I just think we, uh, as we were talking and pre- preparing for this episode, we realized it's important to allow for the possibility that some kids are simply introverts. Now, I'm an extrovert by 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 nature, you know, and uh, so so I'm naturally one that loves to talk and and probably talks too much. <laughs> people on the podcast are like, "Yeah, you do. You need to let the other people talk," uh, you know. But uh, it, I think it's important to remember that our goal really shouldn't be to have every kid just really super turn into like the super outgoing kid, but rather to, rather to just, uh, you know, allow space for that kid though, that is a little bit of an introvert to feel comfortable speaking up because a lot of times that's a little bit of a stretch for someone that's an introvert or either one. I don't think either one of y'all are introverts. Am I wrong about that? Chris, I've known you for like 10 years and I've been telling you for 10 years that I'm an introvert and you've been disagreeing with me for 10 years, but no, I am a, <laughs> I am an introvert and I'm the kid that I was the kid in youth group that didn't talk. Uh, my parents used okay. to be like, Hey, talk a little bit more, Jennifer. Obviously I learned that lesson later in life. Sorry for everybody listening, but but, yeah, but Jennifer, I isn't it fair to say that even, even as an introvert, you had things you wanted to say and you had things to say, but for whatever reason, the, the opportunity didn't present itself or you just weren't quite comfortable enough to do that. Right. And I think it went, it wasn't a, a confidence issue or not knowing what I thought the answer to the question was, but, but particularly if there were a lot of peers in my group that I thought were more well-spoken or going to speak first, I was the kid that was like, you know what? I don't want to overpower them or I don't want to fight for stage time with them, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So again, this is just a really a reminder that um, to make sure as you're considering this topic that you're, you're, you're balancing out your expectations with, with what the kids in your group uh, should really be all about. So Billy, you got number two, what's up? Hey, number two is simple. You need to talk with your parents. Now, obviously, this isn't a concern. You're not trying to get the the kid into trouble, but you want to gain insight. At the end of the day, a a parent's going to value this because they want their children to thrive. They want their children to be involved. And there may be some specific problem, maybe, or maybe some topic that will encourage them to talk, or they may give you some tips that they use at their own kitchen table to turn, to turn that kid into uh, a little more of a responsive person. And, and I'd even like to pair with that, uh, partner with the parents, but even partner with some of maybe with the other, your student leaders, uh, talk to the student leaders and, and encourage them to show value in the, the quieter student that what they have to say is, is important. And I, and I think that will, will greatly help to motivate them to speak into what you're talking about. I think that's awesome. And how you just said that we want to show value. I mean, that's the whole goal other than teaching them who Jesus is, is that we want them to feel like they belong. We want them to feel valuable. And so reaching out to the people that know them best, Hey, how specifically for your kid, does your kid feel valued is an awesome thing. And that brings us to our number three. Remember we got five things. And the third one would be, maybe you need to talk individually to that kid. I know a lot of times, especially with girls, the girls that maybe don't want to speak up as much in the group, 
are not that nervous to talk. It's more of overpowering the other kids in their group. And so if you want to check in with how their week is, kind of pull them aside one-on-one -on -one before you get started with your lesson or your small group. Hey, how you doing? How was your week? How was that math test? Trying to check in with them one-on-one -on -one might get them to feel more comfortable. And then ultimately, like you were saying, Bitly, hopefully show them that they are valued there. Yeah. And this is so important because, and we talk about this a lot. I say this a ton on the podcast, you know, as we're 15 episodes in, it all comes back to relationship, relationship, relationship that we have to work on developing, you know, relationships with our students that we're working with. Um, and that it has to be more than I just happen to be standing in front of you, teaching you a lesson or leading you, but rather I really do need to know about you. And the only way you can do that is if you do some type of, uh, you know, take the time to get to know that kid one-on-one -on -one so that you can gain insight a little bit. Like when you're talking to the parents, like we talked about, you're gaining insight about that kid. Uh, but it's that relationship. And in that relationship, there's also what happens there. That's beautiful is that kid starts to trust you more. And once that kid trusts you more, uh, I, I think you're, you're going to have a better chance of them feeling comfortable enough, uh, you know, to, to jump into that good stuff. Well, hey, um, number four here, as, as we're jumping into these things, uh, is it's kind of a simple one, uh, but, uh, but, it, but it's one that we all, a lot of us often struggle with. And that's just simply this. Remember that when you're asking a question, don't be afraid of silence. I paused for, for the you rant. You see what we did there? We did a um, good job with the silence. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast, everyone's like, oh, yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, listen, um, I think all of us are a little bit afraid at times. We ask a question and nobody's talking and we're like, oh, maybe it was a dumb question or maybe I didn't ask it well or whatever. And I think sometimes we have to allow for the possibility that kids' wheels really are turning, right? So try to fight back the urge to say, you know, 10 seconds after you ask the question, well, come on, somebody speak up or, you know, whatever, uh, but rather just allow, allow. And even if, and here's the other thing that I've had to learn is it not, it might not be just you that's afraid of silence. It may be somebody else in the group that goes, somebody speak up or whatever. And you're like, no, listen. And over time, you'll create a culture where every once in a while, I'm going to ask a question. I'm just going to step back for a minute. And when somebody wants to answer, they can answer. And I'll tell you over time, man, one of the things I've learned is, man, if you will, if you will just wait, there's all of a sudden some kid that says something that you're like, dang, that was actually really good. You know, that's really deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For no, sure. that's good, Chris. I, I've heard you say this, this same concept that silence is okay many, many times over the years. And I'll tell you, for me personally, that's something I struggle with. I want to jump in and help them out. So I understand th the small group teacher that struggles with that, but this concept of letting there be silence is incredibly important uh, as hard as it is for, for even me. Yeah. And just simply don't rescue them. That's another way to think about it. Right? Yeah, that's good. You're just not going to rescue them. You're just going to let them ask, you know, ask the question. And with guys, I think there is a little bit of, I think with guys, it's going to be a little bit harder at times. I think there's a better chance, you know, they're going to want to cut up more or whatever. I'm not saying girls are perfect in that and it's never a challenge, but I'm just saying, I feel like with guys though, there's something like they could be knuckleheads or whatever, you know, and, or, and, and, and let me, let me say this one little caveat caveat. Is that how you say the word? Yeah. Yep. I do think it's okay. Maybe to repeat the question, you, you know what I'm saying? So let me ask maybe in just a little bit of a different way. 
right? And you say it, but again, you still sit back and you wait. Yeah, I think that's great. And even just like, hey, let me ask this question. Can everybody think of a time where they have thought this or felt this or experienced this? Look up at me if you can think of a time of that. You know, letting them internalize some of those questions is a great, great idea. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Billy, start to wrap us up here. We've got some real creative ideas on number hey, five. I, I love looking this. at number five, I'm kind of excited about this one because it, it's multifaceted. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, number five, we need to take advantage of our teaching methods. So earlier, before we started recording all this, we started talking about lots of different practical concepts that we could go into. And there were quite a few. Jennifer, share, share this first one. Yeah, I think the first thing we want to make sure is that we give them a chance to all answer before they answer aloud. So even just something simple, like canning them a sheet of paper and having them write down their thought to your question, then going around and asking them to share what they've already written. It takes the pressure off of them having to form their words quickly and not be embarrassed by what they're saying. Kind of like Chris's last point, gives them a minute to internalize and then share with the group. So it doesn't feel too teachery. You can do it. It doesn't feel weird like school, but bring a note card to your table, bring some pens to your small group, to your Sunday school class, having them write down handouts. All those ideas are awesome. Right. And then as a result, I'm sorry, go ahead. Everyone is equal. Everyone is doing the exact same amount of thing and nobody feels weird about it. Yeah. I'm not singled out. I'm not weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and then what you can do is you can just call on each kid by name say, Hey Johnny, what did you write? Or Hey Susie, what did you write? You know, which I think is great. So yeah, I think another thing we were talking about beforehand, I think there's a real practical, like y'all could implement this thing like right now uh, would be simply to, when you ask questions, ask them like in a multiple choice kind of a way. In other words, you're giving them options. Uh, Billy, I like your example earlier. You, you, when you, even if you're asking like, how was your day today? Uh, how did you say that? You it, said, how was your did day? Did you have a good day or a bad day? And they say, I had a bad day. And then you can follow it up. Well, tell me about that. And then you follow up with it, flesh that out. And then they're ready to tell you me. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's giving them yeah, language yes. to answer that question. Because again, sometimes I think the reason kids don't speak up is because they're nervous that what they're going to say is silly or it doesn't make sense or it's not going to sound right. And so when you're giving them those two options, you're, you're letting them know which language you're picking. Good day, bad day. Not like, oh my gosh, well, I don't know how to describe my day. They can do it. Yeah, that's good. It simplifies things. You know, the last one or, or one of the, the third ones we talked about was uh, dividing them up and letting them talk with a partner. You know, when you simplify these, say everybody find a partner or a small group of three or something like that, rather than asking open questions to a group, uh, the introvert or the, the, the kid who doesn't know how to communicate uh, they're going to do it when they're just looking at one person. So allowing them to just look at one person and talk to them makes it so much easier for them. It feels like that like uh, fits better with a little bit of a larger group too. Oh, sure. Like if you got four kids in your group, maybe this is not the right method that we're talking about. But if you've got 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever in your group, I feel like that's a really good way. Jennifer, you kind of, that was one of the ones you brought to the table. Add to that. Yeah. Cause I think also kind of like Billy was saying, a, it, it gives them a space that they are comfortable to speak in. Most introverts, you know, are fine in a small group setting. Um, but also it allows, it breaks down the barriers between, oh my gosh, this is a group of 15 and I don't know everybody in the room 
the more I'm broken down in a small groups means that, oh, I got to know those two people pretty well this week. Next week when I come back, maybe I'll get to know two more people. So maybe eventually I will feel comfortable speaking in the large group setting. I love it. I love it. Hey, volunteers, listen, we're, we're cheering you on. Like we love what you do. And the reason we bring up, you know, topics like this one today is this is one of those. I love how Jennifer set it up at the beginning of the, of this particular podcast with saying like, we get it. Like we all run into these challenges and this is one that we all deal with from time to time of, you know, kids just not speaking up, but we're cheering you on. Trust me, kids are hearing and getting more than you think they are. So keep up the great work. Jason, just a quick reminder. We had five ideas on how to get that kid that never talks to speak up. We just said that, Hey, you need to remember the goal is not to change an introvert into an extrovert. Then we said, Hey, a good idea would be talking with the parents. Maybe not to get, not to get to get in trouble, but just simply to gain insight, you know, there, I think that's great. Uh, talk with that kid, uh, that that's struggling, you know, just, just talk to them one-on-one and get to know them better. Work on that relationship. Number four was when asking a question, don't be afraid of silence. I did it again just for fun. Uh, and then number five is uh, is taking advantage of teaching methods. And we shared three quick ideas. Hey, as a reminder, we're going to include all of these uh, in our, our show notes page. And we'll also add some questions, some discussion questions that you can maybe jump uh, into a meeting or have a discussion with another you know, small group volunteer or whatever that looks like in your ministry. And y'all could have a conversation and try to grow together. Well, that does it for today's episode. Hey, thanks for joining us. Um, by the way, do you have any ideas on what we could do for an episode? Well, we really would love to hear you. Matter of fact, we've added a couple. We've gotten some emails on this and we've added them as a result of that. We'll put this in the show notes page as well. But listen, you can email us at youthministrypodcast at Baptist. Also, don't forget, like we mentioned before, the discussion questions are there in the show notes page. We'd love for you to join those. Hey, we'd love for you to join us for our next episode. Episode 16 is going to be how to teach those sometimes sensitive or difficult topics. And so we, we've made some mistakes. We've learned some tips. We're going to be in this with you again and uh, try to learn how to do that. I need this one. I, you know, it's it's not like we're having those problems in 2023. I don't know what no, you're talking about. Jennifer. There's no like, difficult topics really? in out 2023. There sensitive topics. Who knew? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, for real. Hey, special thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. Hey, if you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. And we're going to see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Mm-hmm.